So I got a surprise for you today. I'm here for it. You ready to talk about a cult? I'm here for a cult. Like, are we talking, like, have you seen the Umbrella Academy? I have not. Oh, there's a cult in the Umbrella Academy. Oh. Yeah, you'd have to watch it. This is like a superhero thing, but it's it's really it was, good. I thought it was superheroes or something. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, we canceled our Netflix account because it kept getting hacked. Oh. <laughs> like, multiple times. Like, somebody just creating a profile and, like, I would just yeah. let them watch it. What are they doing? Well, just... we would log on and the entire Netflix account would be in, um, I don't know if it was, like, Arabic or, like, a complete, it was a completely different language. Oh. So, we were like, yeah, people are, uh, are hacking. We're not paying for the, for the hackers. I would just let the hackers watch. What are they, <laughs> if they, what are they harming? If they would have just asked nicely, maybe. That's fair. Don't be hacking and changing my language of things, because then I don't know, I don't know the names of anything. Oh. Okay, that's fair. I get that. Like, I don't, is the option settings? I don't know. It's a different language. So how did you go about canceling if you didn't understand what any of it said? Oh, I sent my husband to, like, do oh. customer support or something. I wasn't dealing with that. Oh, yeah. That, that, that sounds like way too much for me, too. <laughs> that's a husband situation if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> There's perks of being married. I don't deal with my car, and I don't deal with tech support. <laughs> now I know why I keep Scott around. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. All right. So let's get into a cult. I want to hear about a cult. Okay. So before we get too into the case, a little disclaimer. Uh, I just want to say that this takes place in a very poor area of Mexico. Okay. In the 60s. So there is like very, very little documentation. Mm-hmm. There's very little paper trails. There's like no backstory of people. Just putting that out there. Got it. I'm sure it exists somewhere in the universe. I could not find it for the life of me. Someone somewhere has got these papers that you're looking for. Yes, I love a backstory and what brought a criminal to commit the crime. Like, none of it exists, basically. I think that's the difference between you and I is I'm here for the crime. And you're oh, here I want for the, the crime. You're here for the backstory. But sometimes, like, it, it makes sense as to how you ended up there. Yeah, that's fair. And sometimes you need to know to kind of know, like... The twistedness of it. Yeah. But anyway. So our story takes place, like I said, in 1960s, in the early 1960s in Mexico. All right. So the Hernandez brothers, uh, one was Santos. I know I'm not going to be able to say this name. It's C-A-Y-E-T-A-N-O. Cayento? Cayetano? Let me look at it. Yeah, we're going to look it up. Catano? I think it's Catano. Okay, we'll go with Catano. Okay. All right. So the Hernandez brothers, they were petty thieves and scam artists. Um, The brothers decided at some point, though, they were bored with the petty crime, and they wanted to move on to a master scheme, something that would make them very, very wealthy, very quick, and they'd get everything they wanted. Naturally. I mean, isn't that what we all want? Mm Mm-hmm. So, sometime in late 1962 and early 1963, the brothers ended up in an isolated community called Yerba Buena. Now, Yerba Buena, I'm sure I'm not saying that correctly because I'm very white. I apologize. It was a marginalized community in northern Mexico. Mm -hmm. 
there was only about 50 people that lived there. Oh. And everyone that lived there was extremely poor, very illiterate. They were very isolated in their own bubble. So easy to persuade. Yes, very easy to manipulate. So no one really knows how the Hernandez brothers found or stumbled upon this village. They just kind of ended up there by all accounts. Mm Mm-hmm. But they saw it as the perfect opportunity. It's kind of like a Denny's. You don't plan on going to a Denny's. <laughs> you just end up at a Denny's. Yes. That's what their thought process was. I knew it. We're going to the Denny's of Villages. <laughs> <laughs> so the brothers told the people of Yerba Buena that they were prophets and high priests of the quote-unquote powerful and exiled Inca gods. Ooh. So they claimed... That the Inca gods, in exchange of worship and tributes, would grant them hidden treasures in the caves of the mountains that surrounded the town. This is giving road to El Dorado. Exactly. That When I first read this, that's exactly what it made me think of. But, but with um, Elton John. <laughs> the road to El Dorado is a lot more wholesome. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In comparison. Um, so, yeah, they would be granted... Uh, grant them hidden treasures in the caves of the mountains surrounding the town, and they would soon come to claim authority over the ancient kingdom and punish the non-believers. <laughs> Sorry, I was... Shun the non-believer, Charlie. <laughs> Stupid candy mountain unicorns. Oh my god. <laughs> so the brothers were pretty stupid as well, because the Incan gods uh, were more of a thing in peru mm-hmm. if they wanted to be accurate they would have said the aztec gods oh okay but they also knew they didn't have to be accurate in anything that they said these people don't know they need they didn't need to be accurate they just need to be convincing um and the people believed them they and the brothers they would do like sleight of hand magic illusion type of tricks like mm-hmm. just corny little tricks but these people had never seen anything like that so to them it was like magic Ooh, we love a good magic trick like little illusion type of things yeah they never seen anything like that so the the brothers had promised the villagers crazy wealth wealth that they could never comprehend in exchange for their undying loyalty and doing whatever they said oh because they were high priest of the gods um, and they also had to perform sexual favors for the brothers. Oh. That was, like, sexual sacrifices. Why did it gotta make it gross? Why couldn't they um, just... Because they're, they're men. Uh, <laughs> once again, men. This is a man-hating podcast. <laughs> we love our men, though. Yeah. It's like that um, TikTok sound uh, that's, like, individually men are great. It's like a little song. But as a group, they're rather stupid. Have you I've heard that? I've never heard oh that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's, uh, we adore men individually, but we agree that as a group, they're rather stupid. Yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> I think we're on different sides of TikTok, but I can I get think so, too. That. I'm on the TikTok of dogs, food, um, clothes, and tattoos. Tattoos started popping up in mine. I love a tattoo. Oh, I I got a lot of tattoos. I do not, but I just adore them. Anyway, (laughs) so the villagers listened to everything that these men said and ended up clearing out the mountainside caves so that Mm -hmm. the Hernandez brothers could perform all their rituals. Oh. Uh, The brothers demanded tributes in the forms of money 
and sex by both men and women. So everyone had to be involved. At least they weren't, you know. Yeah, being gross just to the women. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're just gross. Uh, so these poor people were just literally, like, living sex dolls. They just did whatever the brothers told them to do. Oh. Like, at their command, basically. Uh, and drugs were introduced to the town by the brothers, and their choice of drugs were peyote, peyote and uh, marijuana. Oh, I mean, I can get behind both of those things. Uh, so the brothers just made sure that the drugs were constantly flowing to kind of, like, keep everyone pretty high, yeah. a little more disoriented in a way. Um, and they would just have giant orgies, basically. Oh. And they even sold some of their followers into sex slavery. I don't really know why some of them, I don't really know what they, their reasoning was, other than probably just money, but. Probably. Um, so yeah, but remember this was a very, very poor village and these people were desperate for help. Um, especially if, you know, the gods were willing to help them. They were going to do whatever they could to appease the gods. That's true. So they just handed over literally everything that they had to these brothers. Idiots. I know. All of them. All of them. We're the brothers. <laughs> so for a while, everything was working out great. The scheme was going on for about three months of not of all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything was going to... That is, until their followers started to question them because they were being loyal. They were doing everything they were supposed to do, but none of the promises were coming true. I mean, you Shocker. gotta give it more than three months. Perfection takes time. <laughs> So they were wondering, why aren't all these these sexual sacrifices working? Uh, There was no wealth. No gods were appearing. uh, They were getting a whole lot of nothing. So the brothers came up with a solution. Oh. Guess what the... You want to take a guess? They start murdering people? Nope. Oh. Their solution was sex workers. Oh. And so their plan was, they were going to find sex workers... That were going to pretend to be gods. And they were going to pay these sex workers to just say whatever the brothers told them to say uh-huh. to keep the scam going. I mean, that's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, keep the scam going. And their plan was like, we're going to pay these sex workers to keep it going, lure the people in with more money, more sex, all that. The whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. So they go to the nearby town of Monterey to find the perfect sex workers for the job. At least they went to a nearby town and weren't just, like, picking sex workers out of the village. I guess well, I guess they, they all knew each other in the village. It was yeah. 50 people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so there they met a local pimp named Elazar Solis. And Elazar had his little sister working for him as a sex worker. Ew. I, yeah, I agree. So she was 18-year-old Magdalena Solis. And she had been a sex worker since she was 12 years old. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a different time, I guess. I think they had a very... Again, there's no backstory. Like, there's nothing written down about any of these people. But from all accounts, I mean, very dysfunctional, tragic upbringing type of thing. Um, So, Magdalena had a history of scamming people. She had often pretended to be a medium, a fortune teller, and she pretended to channel spirits of dead witches. Oh, so she was perfect for the job. She's perfect. So the brothers recruited Elazar and Magdalena to pretend to be gods, and their job was just to keep scamming people. So the Hernandez brothers brought them back to Yerba, 
Yerba Buena, and they created a very elaborate show for their grand entrance. Ooh. So they had, like, a big flashy smoke screen that made it look, like, very elaborate. The whole It didn't take much to impress these people. I believe that. But they put on the, you know, the bells and whistles. So Magdalena comes out with this big flashy show, um... And she wore a necklace of bones, a big headdress, and Aztec-style garments. Like, they gave her a whole costume and everything. And she was presented as the reincarnation of the goddess... Coete? Coetike? Coetike? I have no idea. C-O-A-T-I-C-U-E. Coetike? 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 I guess so. God, I feel white. I mean... So she was presented as as the reincarnation of a goddess. Yeah. And it worked. Uh, The people believed that she was a goddess, and it did not take long. Almost immediately, she got command of the entire cult. Oh, wow. Uh, Not only did the people believe that she was a goddess, but Magdalena began to believe it, too. So these villagers fell to the knee fell to their knees on the ground, bowing their heads against the cave floor and begging this goddess for their salvation. Can you imagine that what that must have done to her? That must have given, like, literally given her a god complex. Yeah, I mean, to go from being poor and being a sex worker to you're literally running a cult and people think you're a goddess. Some people have all the luck. I mean, so said that she developed a severe theological psychosis and became a religious fanatic. So, it definitely messed with her mentally. Very God complex. She suffered from religious delusions and also delusions of, like, this grand, grandeur life. So, it messed with her. So, she continued to run the scam and force the villagers into orgies and all kinds of sex acts. Uh, She soon grew bored of the same old same, same old same orgies. I mean, I get that. You just get bored of doing the same thing every day, I guess. Yeah. I mean, when you're, it's all the time. Uh, and soon she started to command her followers to engage in incest, bestiality, and pedophilia. Ew. No reason for it. It was strictly for her own enjoyment. Just for the lulls. Mm-hmm. For the funsies. Exactly. And again, the villagers were promised, if they did everything, this mystical treasure hidden in the mountain's mythical caverns... Uh, it would just show up, and they would be wealthier than they could ever imagine. So they went along with it. Um, but, again, the wealth didn't show up. So they started to raise their suspicions again. And anyone who was questioned, who questioned everything, they were labeled as non-believers. You gotta shun the non-believer. Shun the non-believer. So not long after Magdalena took over, there were two followers that tr- that were tired of the sexual abuse, and they wanted to leave. And they were just overall suspicious of what was going on. The high priestess, Magdalena, sentenced them to a death penalty where they were lynched by the other villagers because they were so scared that she might put a curse on them or do something terrible. So she made the other villagers hang these two people. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So the first two murders kind of started something for her. Uh-huh. And now she wanted more. Uh, it's always... They always want more. Mm -hmm. Not only did she want the sexual sacrifices, she wanted human sacrifices. There's only 50 people in this village. I know. Ma'am. 
So she developed what was called a quote-unquote blood ritual. Mm-hmm. So what would happen would be non-believers would be taken to the caves where they were going to be sacrificed by being brutally beaten, burned, cut, and just overall maimed and brutalized by members of the cult. Nice little torture. You can't go wrong with a little torture. Eh, yeah. Uh, once they were done, she would do something that's called blood le- blood letting, mm-hmm. meaning that the victim would bleed to death, and the blood would be poured into a cup. Oftentimes it was mixed with chicken blood as well, because sometimes they did animal sacrifices at the same time. And all the rituals included a lot of drugs, mostly some shagadelics. Mm. So they were just high off their mind doing all this. Uh, Magdalena would drink from a ceremonial chalice, and whatever was left she would give to the other high high priest, Mm quote-unquote, which were the two Hernandez brothers and then her older brother, with the belief that this would give them powers. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Because based on Aztec mythology, uh... Based on that belief system, uh, only gods basically were worthy of drinking blood. It was like their only food source. They might not get mythical powers, but they might get syphilis. (laughs) Just a mix of things. Um, And also, blood would preserve their immortality. Uh, Of course they're immortal. Mm -hmm. Aren't they always? So the human sacrifices happen within a six-week period time period in 1963 eight people died throughout the entire course of everything that we know of um and the last couple victims she had a new element which was torture even more so than what she'd been doing in the past oh wow she had their heart taken out of their chest while they were still alive really doing the the ancient whole Aztec mm-hmm. rituals okay yeah so may 1963 a 14-year-old local boy, Sebastian Guerrero, happened to wander where the cult was performing a ritual mm-hmm. um, in their caves. He saw lights, he heard a lot of noise, and he, just being a curious 14-year-old boy, wanted to go check it out. Yeah. He silently watched in pure terror as he saw Magdalena holding a human heart while the dismembered body laid on a stone slab. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Villagers cut into the body with their own machetes and drained the blood into chalices. The ones that did not partake in this were rushing to the cave floors so they could perform an orgy, a.k.a. a sexual sacrifice. Oh. Obviously, he freaked out. So he ran to the nearest police station in the next town. Uh, Sebastian was in pure shock. He was exhausted. He was terrified. And the only description he was able to tell police was, quote, a group of murderers who prey on ecstasy and who were gluttonously drinking human blood like vampires. You said this was 1963? Mm-hmm. That's really, like, not too long ago. 60? 60 years? 60 years? Mm-hmm. Right? 40? 50, 60? Ish. Hold on, I'm gonna. I'm We're gonna, mathing. I'm gonna math the math. Yeah, 60 years ago. Hmm. I just calculate math by um, calculating how close it was to the year 2000. <laughs> I use a calculator. Because, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, four. The difference between 60 and. Never mind. 
In my mind, it makes sense. <laughs> I don't math. I very I math very little. Um. So anyway, no surprise the police did not take Sebastian seriously because what he said to it them just, it just sounds outlandish. It sounds absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um. So they thought he was either legitimately crazy or he was on drugs or something to that effect. So they just laughed it off, which is frustrating that they didn't look into it. But what he said just sounded crazy. Like, oh, they were like vampires. Gluttonous. Yes. If somebody were to come to me nowadays and be like, guess what I saw out in the woods, out in the mountains, I'd be mm-hmm. like, listen, one, we live in the Appalachian Mountains. You could see anything out there. And two, I'm not going to believe you. <laughs> you may see something, but we ain't going to believe you. Unless it's Mothman, I'm not concerned. So they just brushed off Sebastian. The next morning, the investigator, Louis, Louis Martinez, drove Sebastian home. And on the way home, suge- wow! On the way home, Sebastian was able to show Lewis where the caves were. Mm-hmm. No one saw Lewis or Sebastian ever again. They probably got caught. We'll get there. Unfortunately, them going missing was the catalyst of police now taking the claim seriously. They should have taken it seriously the first time. But mm-hmm. Who am I to judge? Yep. And they now realize that this was serious, and they were looking into the possibility of a sat- satanic cult. So on May 31st, 1963, police, with the help of the army, deployed an operation into the village. Magdalena and her brother, Elazar, were found, and they were arrested in a farm, at a farm in the town. They possessed a large amount of marijuana, and they were high off their rockers, basically. I mean, I feel like to do the things that you that they did, mm-hmm. you'd have to be high. So one of the brothers, uh, the Hernandez brother, Santos, he resisted arrest by trying to run towards the mountains while shooting at the police. Oh, that's fun. Uh, so he ended up getting shot and killed by police because he was acting a fool, basically. I'm sure at this point he would have rather been shot and killed mm-hmm. than taken into custody. Yep. So the villagers were freaking out at this point uh, because to them, all these beloved goddesses and priests that, you know, they wanted these people to perform magic to, you know, protect them. Yeah. But all these magical leaders that they were, fo- that they had been following so loyally, they were getting handcuffed, they were getting arrested, they were getting killed. So they're freaking out. So they run to the caves for protection. Um, Many of the members of the cult were shot and killed by police because they were armed and they basically barricaded themselves in the caves. And there was just a really big, nasty shootout that killed a lot of them. It was like Waco, but in Mexico. Mexico. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, Upon further investigation, police found the bodies of Sebastian and Louis at the farm where the Solis siblings were at. The bodies were beaten and carved, and Lewis's heart had been removed. Well, yeah. I guess that's what you get for messing with a Aztec goddess. Ugh. Poor Lewis. Um, in the police, or sorry, <laughs> in the caves, police found six dismembered bodies. That's a lot of bodies. That's a lot of bodies. Police found out that the other Hernandez brother was killed, um... They thought that he was killed during the shootout Mm -hmm. with the other members, but come to find out he had been assassinated by one of the sect members, the cult members. His name was Jesus Rubio. Now, Jesus figured out that the whole thing was a scam. 
Oh. And he wanted to be part of it. So uh, he wanted to be a part of the whole thing. He wanted to be a high priest. He wanted to reap all the benefits. He wanted his cut mm-hmm. now that he knows. Yep. And he, after the murders of Sebastian and Louis, um, basically Jesus knew that killing a cop, people from the outside world were going to start being suspicious. Mm-hmm. And they were going to come in. And he just kind of wanted to be a part of the scam while he still could. Kind of yeah. reap the benefits while he could. Um, they did not let that happen, so he ended up killing that Hernandez brother. Oh, I mean, he got what was coming to him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so Magdalena and Elazar Solis were charged with the two murders of Sebastian and Luis. Police did not have any proof of their involvement with any of the other, uh, other murders. And the cult members refused to testify. I mean, they were probably embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So each of, uh, the siblings, Magdalena... And Elazar, they each received 50 years in prison. Only 50 years? Mm-hmm. Twelve of the surviving cult members were charged with six counts of murder in the form of a group or gang murder or lynching. There are some theories that think that the cult could have killed upwards of 16 people. Uh, it took years and years before some of the former members of the group spoke out, and they actually said what happened in the cult. So eventually they did speak out, but it took a long time to get there. Um, I could not find any details of the victims. As I said, there's not really a lot of records. Um, But since there's not really any records, no one really knows what happened to Magdalena either. Her release was supposed to be in 2013. However, there's conflicting reports. I was going to say, this all happened 60 years ago, and they only got 50 years. She Mm would have gotten out 10 years ago. Yep. So, some people think that she possibly died in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, however, no one really knows. Uh, if she managed to get released and she survived, she would have been in her 70s when she was released. So, now she'd be around 80. She probably died in prison. It's very well possible. There's literally nothing about it. You can't find it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. I'll put it that way. I probably wouldn't be able to find it either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That was Magdalena Solis. Uh, her title... They nicknamed her the High Priestess of Blood. Ooh. So she got a title out of it, I guess. But yeah, that was her story. That was our first cult that we covered. We love a good cult. I find them fascinating. We should cover, like, the cult of Scientology. I know everybody would be like, no, keep Scientology out of your mouth. But hey, listen, it's a cult. I think as long as we don't talk about Tom Cruise, we're okay. I forgot that Tom Cruise was in a cult. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. On that note. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. Talk about more crime. Bye. Bye.